Hi, listeners. My name is Kate Thompson. I am a real estate broker, investor, and entrepreneur. And welcome to today's premiere episode of A Lesson About Real Estate. Um, I thought it would be fitting today to talk about um, something that I learned about probably a decade ago um, as I was becoming a full-time entrepreneur. And um, in the process of doing that, I met a nice couple um, from New Jersey, and the husband was an um, investment banker. He worked for Merrill Lynch, and uh, he introduced me to um, something called a REIT, and REIT is a real estate investment trust, and he taught me all about how they worked, and the job that I did for him was a very interesting job. Um, he taught me a lot about uh, REITs along the way. And I just thought with all the talk that's going on um, regarding the stock market now that I would share with some of my real estate colleagues and, you know, anybody else that, you know, might be interested in real estate, a little bit about what a REIT is um, and, you know, um, how they work. So, as I stated before, REIT is a real estate investment trust, and um, they are actually created when um, a corporation or a trust, which is something, you know, uh, something we can talk about on a different episode, um, when they are formed with the purpose of using the money of investors to buy, operate, and sell income-producing properties. Um, there are REITs that invest in, buy, or sell commercial and residential properties. And um, there are specific things that um, must happen in order for a REIT to be created. I won't really go into that right now um, because there's a lot involved in it. And I suggest if you're if you know um, what I'm talking about and maybe you're looking at this as for some information, I strongly suggest that you, you know, go and speak to a lawyer, um, someone that's really familiar with investments to help you to either get into one or set that up for yourself. I am not an expert um, in REITs. Um, I just know about them um, just from my experience as an entrepreneur and from learning from people and uh, who deal with them and, you know, from gathering information on the internet, just like everyone else. So um, if, you know, you have any specific questions, um, I urge you to reach out to a financial advisor, you know, an attorney, like I said, a tax accountant, um, someone that is, um, has expert knowledge um, in how to, you know, um, you know, how to become a part of or start a REIT. So that just, I needed to throw that little caveat in there. Um, but um, with this, um, so I'll, I'll just give another little part of the story. With this person that, you know, I was working with, or this couple from New York, um, The um, he actually worked in New York at Merrill Lynch, but he lived in, they lived in New Jersey. Um one of the things that he, uh, one of uh, there was a REIT that he was um, a part of that bought um, what he called smart apartments, and um, they also bought 
um, into like hotel franchises. So like the Marriott's and Holiday Inn's. And until I met this particular person, I didn't even realize that that was possible, that a group of people could get together, form a trust and, you know, buy and sell, you know, franchises of that or hotels, you know, all over the world for, um, or, or, or lease them or whatever it is they, they, they were doing with them, um, for profit. It was also stunning to me that these, um, these, um, trusts are treated as corporations. And so they get the benefits, um, and the tax breaks that corporations, um, get. Um, and there are some key things I like to point out about them, um, and, and think in terms of, you know, things that they have to do to stay in compliance with the, you know, laws of the IRS and the government, um, REITs have to, um, in order to stay, you know, um, active and in compliance, um, there's, there's a, a, a slew of things they have to do, but these are, um, the top ones they have to, um, invest 75% of their total assets in real estate, um, cash or U.S. Treasury. So there are different REITs that, you know, buy different things or invest in different um, things. Most of them um, have something to do with real estate, though. Like they, so it, it may be a different area of real estate, but most of it has to do with, like I said before, income producing you know, some income producing real estate activity or property or whatever. Um, so they have to invest 75% of their total assets into real estate. They, um, they have to um, pay back or they have to receive 75% of their gross income from, you know, some rental activity, whether it be um, property rents, you know, from the rents that they collect on their buildings, whether it be um, through uh, mortgage interest that they're collecting from a mortgage that they've, you know, that they've um, underwritten from some for someone or the sale of real estate property. REITs also must retain uh, or return, I should say, 90% of its taxable income um, to its shareholders um, by way of um, giving them dividends each year. Um, in the in also in the um, within the first year or by the end of the first year um, of it being in existence, um, a REIT has to have a minimum of a hundred shareholders, um, and they have to have um, no more than fifty percent of the shares being held um, by the REIT. Uh, in the REIT or by all the people in the REIT, there has to be, there can't be more than five individuals that that control or own um, more than 50% of the REIT. So um, it seemed like to me at the time, the way he was, um, the, my friend or my colleague, I should say, was explaining to me was that was kind of a safeguard to, you know, ensure that things were done fair and equ equitably you know, amongst the shareholders um, so that they can all feel like, you know, they're getting a good return or a, you know, the return that they should get on their investment. There are um, three types of, of, of um, REITs that um, exist. Um, there are publicly traded REITs, 
And what that means is the REIT offers shares pub publicly on the uh, national securities exchanges. There are public non-traded REITs. Um, those REITs are registered with the SEC, which is the Securities Exchange Commission, but they don't trade on the national securities exchanges. And then there are private REITs um, that are neither listed um, with the SEC, nor do they trade publicly. Um, so, you know, there um, there's a lot of REITs out there, and it's estimated that you know, the um, publicly traded um, REITs and the, you know, private ones that they know about have probably at least $1 trillion in combined assets that they're, that they're in control of. So that's a large, you know, chunk of wealth. Um, and I thought it would be important to, you know, kind of put this in perspective for people just so that you could see that REITs are operating all around you. Um, most of us have heard of this list of companies. It's a short list. Um, Lamar Advertising Company, if you drive around your city and you see billboards and at the bottom of the picture in the middle, you know, right in front of the, the lights that shine on the billboards, you'll see a little black placard and it'll say Lamar. That is Lamar Advertising Company. They have been around for a long time. Um, in one of my previous corporate jobs, we used to check advertising for Lamar, and it was um, so they're a huge company, um, and they're also a REIT, obviously. Um, Alfront Media um, is you know a, a competitor um, of Lamar Advertising. Um, you've got MGM Growth Properties, which is the REIT that owns the land for the, where the MGM um, Grand Casino sit. There's extended stay, extended stay America. I know everyone's probably heard of that. You've got Simon Property Group, which is famous for owning malls. Like in my area, we have a, a several Simon malls. Um, the most famous one uh, where I'm from, which is Memphis, Tennessee, is the Wolf Chase Mall. It's the Simon Mall. Um, there's extra space storage, public storage, and then for us real estate agents. Um, and people that are, you know, um, engrossed in, you know, the transactional parts of buying and selling real estate. There is American Homes for Rent. And um, American Homes for Rent has had properties that are for rent in my area. So um, these companies are publicly traded. They're well known, which means that you can go to um, anywhere you, that you could get, you know, stock information and look and see how much it is per share to invest in these. Uh, companies and, you know, uh, figure out a way to get in. Totally, there are um, total, there are, um, well, I want to say total, there are more than, you know, 225 REITs um, that are registered with the SEC um, that trade on stock exchanges, and there are over 1,100 REITs in the U.S. that have filed tax returns. So that goes to show you just how many of these um Many of these trusts there exist and just, you know, if you have to have, you know, um, 100 shareholders, I mean, um, you know, clearly that is, you know, those are people, hopefully they would be looking to do big things. And so you can just imagine, you know, uh, 1100 different trusts with at least 100 people. And that's a lot of people investing in real estate. Um <clears throat> 
So that's just um, some information about, you know, Regis, basic information. And now I kind of want to tie that to, you know, why it's important to pay attention to these. Um, there are also real estate firms or investment firms, I should say, that help people to get into REITs. Um, one of the biggest um, ones is Blackstone Capital. Um, and if, if, if there's been any real estate agents to come into my real estate office and talk to me about any type of major big time investing in you know, real estate from an investment standpoint, I always try to, you know, explain to them, um, you know, just how big of a scale real estate investment can get to. Um, they usually just think of the fix and flipper guy in their, you know, neighborhoods. Um, not that that guy can't be big, you know, scale, grand scale, you know, you can never judge a book by his cover. What I'm saying is most people think of that person as, a, as you know, just a chip off of a bigger block and that indeed they may be. Um, the Blackstone Capital um, has almost $500 billion in real estate assets. Um, they m mostly work with um, commercial REITs, so REITs that specialize in um Dealing with commercial properties, they make mortgages to these entities that want to buy, um, you know, commercial property and lease that property back um, or lease it out. There are all different types of leases that you can do with commercial. They're not just, you know, straightforward, like, you know, say a one year residential lease. They're completely made up. You know, you've got um, gross leases, you know, net leases and percentage leases and things like that. So it just depends on, you know, the type of leases that you're offering and what the return on investment can be and, you know, um, what the profit will be for you. Um, so Blackstone Capital is one of the, you know, prominent um, investment companies that, that does that. And I suggest everybody go and, you know, take a look at their website and just kind of see all the things that they're into and just how much, you know, wealth they have um, control of. But um, like I said, to tie this to real estate and the real estate and the, and the, the real estate and the um, stock market, um, you want to think about um, REITs that buy mortgage-backed securities. Um, a mortgage-backed security um, is really just an investment that is made up of a bunch of home loans. They bundle them up. You know, put them in a nice little bowl. Um, and they are really, these bundles of loans are really loans that were made by your local bank or some bank. And they sell them off um, to these, you know, to these mortgage REITs who buy them and then resell them. So in essence, the person on the, on the very end of the sale is going to get a, a slice of the bundle of the loans. And every time someone makes their mortgage payment, um, you know, a certain profit is collected and about every quarter or so, um, those profits are paid out to the shareholders. So that's what a dividend is. And that's how they, um, you know, that's how they get their return, the return on their investment. Um, and, 
Um, there's some benefits in, in, in you know, working, um, you, you know, buying mortgage-backed securities in any, in any re actually, REITs, because they are, you know, mostly dealing with real estate, are highly liquid. That means, you know, in crunch time, you can sell a property, you can sell a real estate. Real estate is always going to have some level of value, and it's always um, going to be here as long as people are here on this earth. Um, so, in terms of that, um, that's what makes it, you know, highly attractive to an investor who is, you know, looking to um, invest money on, on that grander scale. So it offers high liquidity. And when, you know, the market is steady, meaning there's good supply and demand and, you know, people are, you know, getting approved for loans and there's adequate housing, then it's very stable. Um, and, and, you know, as long as the rest of the economy is, um, humming along and people are able to keep their jobs and be responsible, then those mortgages get paid and the REITs collect a profit. Um, when they, uh, when there is a shift in real estate um, or a shift in the markets, like the stock market as a whole, um, that has a, a, just an, a big of effect on mortgage-backed securities is anything because those investors are thinking, oh, like with this coronavirus, for example, um, those investors are thinking, you know, well, gosh, you know, there's so many people that are, you know, stuck home, they can't work, so they're probably going to be late on their mortgage. You know, um, I may not get the return on investment this time around that I think or I could even lose because, you know, we could keep going for for you know, longer than they expected. <clears throat> With that being said, they'll they'll sell off their their portions or their stock, you know, in the REIT. They may sell it for cheaper, you know, because they just want to get out and collect as much money as they can. Um, that, you know, affects, you know, the value of the stock. Um, and then, you know, down it goes. The same could be said, you know, for when, the market is a bull market, and that means that it's ripping and roaring and it's on fire and things are going up. Um, the value of real estate goes up. And so the profit margins, you know, are, are the profit is steady and the market is stable. Um, so it's important if you're looking to be an investor in real estate that you understand every, you know, as many areas of it, of it as you can. Um, you can start very low, um, um, very, very small, I should say, not low, but small, meaning that you can just buy one house to flip or, you know, you can, you know, figure out a way to take a chance on, you know, a REIT if you have, you know, the if it's the right thing for you to do financially and economically, you know, to um, grow your retirement portfolio or your, you know, wealth portfolio, I should say and move forward. But it's very important, especially for those of us who work in real estate and it is our, you know, um, primary means of making an income, that we pay attention to what's going on on a grander scale. We have to look beyond what we see in our mark in our in our market with our eyes being the number of houses that are being bought and sold. We do have to look at that. But we also have to look at what's happening in the markets because 
what happens there determines the value of what we sell in the real world. So with that being said, I'd like to thank you for joining me. I'd like to give credit to REIT.com, Investopedia.com, um, and my friends <laughs> in New York and uh, who, you know, helped me to um, get the information that I was able to share here with you today. I strongly suggest looking at um, those two websites that I mentioned because they do you know, really explain how a lot of things that happen with investment and the world of investment work in layman's terms. And like I said before, if you want to, you know, learn more about how to get yourself involved in, you know, um, being an investor in a REIT, then you should talk to some of those professionals that I mentioned earlier. Thank you so much for joining me for this, my first episode of A Lesson in Real Estate. My name is Kate Thompson, and until next time, take care of yourself and stay safe. Goodbye.